Hey everybody, this is Andrew with Leave Your Shoes By The Door, and today I'm joined with Regina Jones. Regina, thank you for being on here. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited too. I'm excited for a few reasons. One, I'm excited to talk to you. Two, I'm excited because this is our first episode of 2021, a new chapter for all of us, especially you, for two major reasons. I'm sure there's more than two, but one is you are the president of MyBorn 2021, which I'm very excited about and we should all be excited about. And two, I just found out this is going to be your 20th year in the industry. That is exactly right. So Regina years. Jones, big 2021 coming for you. I'm feeling it. Yeah, that's exciting. It. Yes. So one thing I want to ask you though, and this is completely off topic and I hope you'll forgive me. How many times have you seen Dave Matthews Band in concert? You know, I would say probably more than 50 times. Are you being serious? Absolutely serious. Probably more than 50 times, but probably less than 100. Okay. So I don't know. There are some people that count. Yeah. And one time I did try to kind of count a little bit, and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like way more than 50, but I don't know the exact number. So, and, and Regina, since you, you're in that culture, and it is a culture. It is a subculture that... I know that I know that Dave Matthews is probably world renowned, but I I do feel like there's an Indiana thing there, because I feel like if you grew up in Indiana, and you went to IU or Purdue or just one of those big colleges, one out of every five people was a Dave person. Correct. Not just went and saw him one time in a concert, but has seen him Multiple several times. times. Yes. So as a Dave person. Yes. What was your aha moment with Dave where it just, Dave Matthews Band just separated themselves from the rest and it was, it, it was, was on. It was on. It was on. You know, um, I've always liked Dave and uh, Dave Matthews Band and I, you know, at Crash and all that, like the early days. But I will give credit to um, Gina Culp and she is a MyBorn member. Uh huh. Thank sure, you. sure. She yeah. is. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you, you got to come see Dave live. And I had like all their CDs or albums or whatever you want to call it. Um, his, his solo album that he did, like I was on board, but I never went to a concert. And actually my husband and I are very much concert goers. So how it passed me, don't know. Sure. But um, so I went with Gina um, uh, and Kelly Stanley, Boston, Kelly Stanley. Uh -huh. Awesome. Yeah. So we went and... Um, and yeah, like totally, it was just a great experience. What, it was just <clears throat> give me a live. time frame. What year was this? Ooh, it was a long time. It was a while ago. So maybe probably 11, 11, maybe more years ago. Okay, 12, okay. 13. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm a big album person. I, I know yes. that nowadays it's all about the singles, but I love albums because yes. to me, albums are a moment in time. Exactly. Where you remember who you were and what you were going through when that album, you know, was a big part of you. Yes. Um, so... I'm not a huge Dave fan. I, I like Dave Matthews. I, I certainly do, but 50 plus, no, no. Um, but like Under the Table and Dreaming, yes. that was the album that kind of clicked with me. And, and actually just the other day I was listening in my car and had it on a total shuffle of like 4,000 songs and Crash Into Me came on. Yes. And I had such a moment listening to that where I was like, oh, I haven't heard this song in so yes. long and I know all the words and all that nostalgia and all those good feelings came back and... Um, so was there a specific album or song that... Some Devil, his solo album, yeah. oh, that's yeah. when Grave I Digger, started. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's when I started really... So it was really the solo album that kind of caught me. But I had all the all the albums before that. Sure. DMV albums. But it was it was Some Devil that I just really kind of honed in on on Dave. And, you know, either, either you're a DMV fan or you're 
Probably not. Yeah. And, but you're either um, cool or you're not, right, that's Regina? Right. That's exactly. <laughs> it's it. just as simple as that. That's exactly it. But we do. I mean, my husband and I, we go to you know from Santana, Metallica. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're Chris Stapleton. Mm -hmm. We are all across the board with music. We love all kinds of music, but. Um, probably the one I've seen the most would be, as far as in concert, is is the Dave Matthews Band. Absolutely. Um, and, and maybe this might help you with keeping track. And one thing that I'm really excited about is since I was 16, I've saved every concert ticket. Oh, I have them. So you have those no, somewhere? I no, I totally do. And you know the thing that bums me <laughs> while we're talking like casually here is that now, you know, everything is online so you can have it on your phone. And so, yes, I can print off the ticket, but it's a big sheet. Now. I know what you mean. I so know it's not the exactly same as having what you mean. that yes. ticket. And yes. the nice thing about um, the warehouse, the, the, you know, where you can buy tickets if you uh, belong to Dave Matthews Band, like their fan site or whatever, is they send you the, the coolest tickets, mm -hmm. like old school tickets. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do miss that um, a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I do have them. I could probably, it's, it's actually, Andrew, to be quite honest, it's a shoebox. Mine too. Mine too. And I keep saying I'm going to do something with this, and I don't know what I'm waiting for. Yeah, can do something with that. I know, and you, and then you dig deep, and one's like all faded out, and you yeah. look at the date, and you're just like, no, oh my gosh, awesome. I remember this. I remember yeah, uh, okay. going to Karma. Did yes. you ever get tickets oh, yes. to Karma? No, I totally yeah. did. Purple yep. Rain, like Prince's Purple Rain concert. Uh -huh. I bought at Karma at Twenty First and Post Road. Of course, of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not giving up on this. I still want to, because I, I love live music too, Regina, so I'm yes. totally clicking with you on this. I, I'm on the same wavelength with you. It's all about the live music. It is. It's always different every time. It is. And, and, and I know I noticed one thing that you said, whether it's Chris Stapleton or Metallica or, or Dave, is there's the band. Mm -hmm. It's the drums, it's the bass, That's it's right. the guitar, it's the band it's performing. The exactly. Yeah, and there's just something about seeing that live. Live. And, and especially exactly. Dave, because they'll jam and just... Yeah experiment yeah. and just be creative oh, right yeah. in front of you for oh, no, just a, totally. yeah. a very organic thing happening right in front of Correct. you and it's just it's special it is and also i wanted so talking about special uh your favorite venue is the gorge the gorge so simpletons like me i immediately lump that into red rocks but they are not the same thing they are not the same thing but they are unique in their own right and to be in the united states to have two venues like that right right is amazing because yeah. it's very natural outdoors and they're just amazing and, and gorgeous in their own right. Um, but the gorge is absolutely my favorite. That's, and that's in Washington State, that's correct? That's in the state of Washington, down by Quincy, Washington. Okay. Technically, it's George George Washington. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I've but, heard of him. But there, yeah, you've heard of him. Yeah. But there's a town called Quincy, and if, if you blink when you go through Quincy, you'll miss it. It's oh, like wow. a little stop sign, stop light, blinking, flashing light, mm -hmm. and a grocery store, and a post office, right? But the gorge is out in the middle of kind of nowhere. Um, a lot of wineries around, the Columbia River. It's just amazing. And that's the way we like it, right? You don't want a Starbucks and a Panera Bread. Yeah. It's cool yeah. that it's out there and it's you're, you're with there. nature and music yes. and just a... And it's amazing. And mm -hmm. the star... You know, Indiana, I feel like we, we have a lot of cloudy. You know, even on a clear day, you still got a little bit of cloudy. <laughs> Usually. But yeah. when you're out in the state of Washington, mm -hmm. like out in the middle of nowhere, the sky is clear. Clear. Big sky. You can just see stars and and the music and then the people. I mean, I have a, a photo at one concert with a guy with his Reggie Miller jersey on. So I loved it. I look over and there's a guy, you know, jamming with a, a Pacer jersey. Uh huh. On. That's so, cool. Of course, we took a photo. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into 
you as a leader. Um, so one, I can tell you that Andrew Huber, I'm personally excited that our 2021 president is a lover of live music. So that's exciting for me. But just talking to you, uh, being the president of a quote-unquote large association like MyBor, uh, 8,500 members, uh, 8,500 plus members, um, all over central Indiana, all different types of SES, all different types of culture. I mean, it's crazy that central Indiana can, can be so different uh, no matter where you are in which county or which area. And you're the, you're the head of it all going into 2021. So what's your vision, Regina? What, what do you hope to, for, for our association, for our industry, for what do you want to get out of it? What do you hope to provide? What is your vision for 2021? Wow, that's I know. a lot. Woo, I know. I, and, and I, and, and is this the yeah. first time that I'm really, you're really getting these questions yes, as a president? it really is. And well, I'm on I, I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for opening, for opening that up. Um, for me, I mean, just really tuning into the mission of my board, the values of my board, empowering our members, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that, that's, that's a huge thing for me, for us to be, you know, the definitive source for us to, you know, to be all of those things because we are my board. So, you know, when you talk about 2020 that we just went through and a little bit of the divisiveness that we've experienced as a nation, yeah. right? Oh yeah. I think for me, it's a really great opportunity to um, make sure that our members um, feel that uh, inclusiveness, right? Yeah. Um, that we all are all my board. So yeah. when you talk about divisions, when you talk about the foundation, when you talk about you know my board over here, yeah. um, small companies, um, you know cloud-based companies, large companies, you know independent brokers who are just a one-man show. We want everybody to feel inclusive and to be empowered uh, that they are members of my board. Um, and so that, for me, is, is a big thing, is the inclusiveness um, is really what I, I, I want to um, accomplish. I want everybody to just really feel that, right? I love that, yeah. And, and I got to admit, um, you know, 2020, you know, we're all quarantined, we're all stuck at home, and, and extroverts like me are going a little bit cuckoo. I'm sure you were a little bit too. Uh, but one of the, the, the tent poles, the things that kind of, really uh, gave me that satisfaction and that warmth that, you know what, we're going to be okay, was the divisions still continuing to do their thing, still continuing to do philanthropy, uh, the Realtor Foundation still doing their thing, that real challenge day where they raised thousands of dollars in one day. Those are those moments like, even though I know people aren't in front of me, we're still... We're still there. We're still participating, just not traditionally like we're used to. That, that is exactly it. And, and what I feel that my board was so great at, as well as IAR and NAR, was really staying in touch with our members mm -hmm. and really trying to say, you know what, I know you're at home on a Zoom call with your jammy pants on, right, and your house slippers, but hey, we are still here. Yeah. And we're still wanting you to be connected. And I think your podcast in general is, is a great tool for that, yeah, right? And, and when we, you know, when you're thinking about, wow, the foundation, and, and when you're not going to have a, an event like we normally do in the summer or whatever, mm -hmm. what is that going to look like? And oh my goodness, there are still homeless people uh, that need our contribution, yeah. right? Yeah. And so how are we going to do that? And then, you, then we get online and we do Facebook Live and we're doing all that and our sponsors are able to, to um, you know, engage people and challenge and match donations yeah. and and then it like kind of like broke that glass ceiling that you know what we may all be 
dealing with it differently and we all may be struggling a little bit because it's a little bit different and uncomfortable for us but when we come together there's really so much that we can still accomplish because of the power of social media because of the power of being able to do a zoom call yeah i mean oh my goodness imagine if this would have happened like before all the the connection that we have and, and i understand you know people some people don't care for social media yeah right uh, and, and they don't like it, and, and I get that. But when you're using it as a tool, yeah, right, yeah, then it can really do great things. And, and that just showed on both of the events that the foundation had live. The one where they had the real challenge. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. When we had, you know, the, the other thing, and when we got to go out and still serve yeah, some that, of our grant uh, Lift recipients. Others Up Day. Yes, yeah, that was awesome. right? Yeah. So, um, so that's what I mean. I mean, we have to, I think my board really stepped up, our board of directors stepped up in really think and the staff, right? Yeah. You guys stepped up in really um, giving our members that opportunity to still be a part of it. I love that everything that happens and, and we're all we're all feeling kind of isolated. I mean, we're supposed to be isolated, but I love what you say, we are still here. I think that's I think that's such a cool kind of simple way of of saying that the world is still turning. Absolutely. We are still here. We still have a job to do, and we're not we're not going anywhere. We're just going to find new new ways of achieving. Just it. finding new ways, I right? Love it. When yeah. the store closes, another one opens, yeah. and you just have to you know think outside of the box. You have to you have to be open to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and working with our clients and giving our clients great service. Yep. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not stopping the great service. We're just doing it in a different way. Yeah. So um, we were talking a little bit before, and I, and I loved uh, a story you shared about how you kind of, the curtain kind of got pulled back on, on my bore, uh, because it is, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting line that we walk where, and I always say this for new member orientation is, my bore's number one priority for all of its members, for you sitting across from me, from any member, is for you to be successful in the real estate industry. That's number one priority. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's it. That's why we're all here. But we hope that the second priority is that you can either volunteer or participate with any of these kind of programs, whether it's a committee, the Realtor Foundation, all that, all, a division, all those great things. So I guess I'm asking the president now, President yes. Jones. President Jones. I like that, El right? President that sounds Jay. good. Yeah. <laughs> Madam <laughs> you, President. Or do you get your own parking spot as the president? I think you do, right? At my board here. You know what? I don't know. I don't I know. I think I do. I think I, I do. I think you deserve Wait, one. Yes, I think I, think I deserve one. <laughs> or maybe valet. We can something, we can valet. Yeah. Uh, my question to you, President Jones, is: Say I was a member five years or less. I'm not going to say brand new because I think members go through stages. And say I'm in that early stage. What would you tell me? What would what would be the conversation that you would hope to have with with me if I was a, a newish member? Well, you know, um, I already have those conversations um, sure. with new members because being a branch manager at my company, um, I hire uh, new realtors, you know, all the time, right? Yeah. So the conversations that I have in regards to my board is really trying to get them to understand. Um, my board, e even when you talk about your dues, right? When somebody gets a dues bill, they're like, wow. Whoa. Yeah. But hey, you're talking, if that's my board, that's IAR, that's NAR. Oh, right? Yeah. Even though they've probably been told before, I just remind them that, you know, and why these entities or these associations, why they're so special. Yeah. And what they bring to a realtor, right? Yeah. What is that association? What is your local, your state, and your national? What are they? What are the benefits of that? Yeah. So I, I, I do go over that. And even though you do it probably in a, in a great way at their orientation, 
again, it's a lot of information being thrown out at somebody, right? right? So I just reiterate that, uh, make them understand, talk about the philanthropic arm of my board, yeah. which is the foundation, yeah. and what we do there. And right, you know, our career, what we're doing is we're getting people homes, helping people sell their homes, right? Yeah. So it's about home ownership, and so you know, who is it that we need to be out there helping in the community? Those are those less fortunate that are homeless, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I explain that in, in ways that they can donate through transactional giving. Mm -hmm. And I show them through my company, this is how you can donate here. You know, maybe every time you close a, you know, because I think people feel that I don't have enough to give. I, I don't have enough money. Like, you know, I'm limited on what I can do. But no, really, you're really not. Yeah. Because just your service, you know, coming out to, you know, some kind of service day that my board is doing. Yeah. That that is a great way to give back. So if you don't have your your money, you have time and talent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we kind of go into that a little bit. And transactional giving is a great way because if you have a closing, you know, if if you gave ten bucks for every closing, if you had, you know, ten closings, right? Yeah. There oh, you yeah. go. Yeah. It's a little bit of money. Every all the little bitty things add up, and I think people don't realize that, or sure. they're, they're more thinking, "Oh, I need to give in a in a big dollar amount." No, you don't, because you know you have eight thousand plus members. Yep. If everybody just gave a little, what a huge impact that would be, right? Yeah. So I, I talk about that, and then I talk about uh, let them know about the committees. You know, ways that they can serve if they want to apply for a committee. Well, I was going to say, if they don't have money, they can come sweat it out with Next Gen. We'll put them to work. We'll, we'll go that to the playground, clean it up, pick up some trash. Thank you. That yeah. is exactly right. Yep. And you know, it's funny. I was in a conversation with a MyBoard member, and, and she's newer. And I said, you know, Next Gen just had this conversation a week ago. And another MyBoard member is like, well, isn't that, don't you have to be like 20s no, to be Next Gen? And no. I said, absolutely not. Like, it is for people newly into the business. That's it, yeah. Right? To make those connections. Because once you make connections, and again, it's about relationships, right? Yeah. When I have relationships through people I know at my board that whenever I see or sell one of their listings, we have that commonality at the table. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's so much good synergy that you get from, from you know, coming to the table. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and so much that you can bring. When we have diversity in the room... And we have inclusiveness. Yep, it's it's an amazing thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. to have all different likes all together. So, yeah. So those are the kind of conversations I have, and I I have them quite often with people either thinking about getting into the real estate industry, sure, or people that do join and have never been a realtor before. It's their second career or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Have it all the time. Sure. These are some of the things that I would look at, and these are some ways you that you can get involved. So let me ask you something as as an expert, as an expert in this industry, almost two decades I'm into it. An expert. <laughs> you are. Um, I'm a work in progress. I'm still <laughs> a whip. I'm a go. whip. Uh, yeah, always learning. I'm, I'm always with you. Always learning. What will never be the same because of COVID? Well, what what in our industry, whether it's the smallest little thing that. Now that we've, 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 we've lived in the COVID age, right? We're no longer reacting. We are now working day-to-day -day in the COVID age. What do you think will never go back to the exact same? I think um, the, way, the way meetings are held, mm -hmm. right? I, I think before, if there was something that, um, I'll just use like the board of directors, for example, if there's some issue that has come up that we need to meet, before we kind of did it on email, yeah. Right, if everybody couldn't get together because you have to have a quorum, right? Yeah, right, sure. Um, 
now we can all be face-to-face -face on a Zoom call, Yeah. right? So I think meetings are going to change a little bit, and sometimes when it's not conducive for everybody to drive somewhere or to go somewhere, yeah. we can all meet together. And I'm sure every anybody listening to this podcast is probably so tired of Zoom, Yeah. but also in a way, it has been a blessing. And I think that that's going to be a tool that we can still use going forward. Now I say that, but I also feel that human interaction and meeting and being able to be face-to-face, -face, there's nothing like that. Right. That, that is always essential, even in an office setting. I mean, people can say, you know what? Now that the pandemic has happened, you know, maybe I don't need a, I don't need a brick and mortar. I can work from home. And that might work for some people, but sure. I don't think, it's just like online schooling. Mm -hmm. When people are doing the pre-licensing, they might do an online class, but I know a lot of people that have done pre-licensing, that that state exam, they can't pass it because they're not really good at online learning. Yeah. They need a teacher in front of them. They need to interact with other classmates. That's where they shine, yeah. right? Yeah. So some people are going to be able to shine and work from home, but others, like myself, if I'm working from home, to be quite honest... Um, I might do some laundry. Absolutely. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I might course. say, you know what, I need to I need to clean the bathrooms, uh -huh. whatever. Oh yeah. Like I just feel like I, I get a little distracted. Yeah. And I'm a little more comfortable. Other, you know, I prefer myself personally to put on my jacket. Yeah. Like to get a little professionally dressed. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And, and go into the office, and then I'm really focused. Yeah. I think my voice changes when I'm on a call and I'm, I'm, you know, got my little lapel, my mm -hmm. realtor pin on my lapel. Yeah. It changes a little bit. Yeah. But, but I'm not saying that there aren't some that are like, this is amazing what we've tapped into and I'm, I'm kind of going to run with that. Yeah. But I still feel that interaction, human interaction because, because so many people still need that. We, we do. Yeah. So. And, and I, I think you're, you're, you're dead on because I don't think we, we're going to paint broad strokes and say, oh, nobody will ever meet again. But I do think that that's going to be a more likely option B, plan that's B right. for meeting. Mm -hmm. um, one is, I don't know about you, but before, I, I always wanted to go in person because I wasn't confident in my abilities to do web, you know, the webcam communication. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't sure about the technology. I wasn't sure about that. So I just was like, oh, I'd rather just meet you in person because I know I can control that environment a lot more. But now that we've been forced into that technology, I'm comfortable with it now. So you now feel like you, you have a handle on it. Yeah, if, right? if I didn't know you pretty well, Regina, and say I wanted to talk to you for whatever reason, and a year ago I would have said, well, let's just do it over, you know, computer. I, you know, I don't know you. I don't know your capability. So I would almost feel like I was being rude or, or pushing you out of your comfort That's right. zone. That's right. But now I know that you're well versed. Versed Correct. in it, you've been forced into it just like me. That's right. So now I think that's a much more uh, comfortable way or that's right. likely way of, of, of meeting. And I mean, you can't ignore the fact that geography is not an issue. You know, uh, traffic is not an issue. That's right. And let's be honest, like what to wear isn't an issue. You don't have exactly. to worry about looking great. You know, what all that matters is that I'm locking eyes with you and we communicate. Exactly. And if that's all you need, then let's do it on the computer. Exactly. And I think, I think that's going to be... Yes. And yeah. I think sometimes um, I, I found that meetings get more efficient mm -hmm. a little bit when you're on Zoom because not everybody can, you know, speak. Sometimes when you're in, in a group together, you get a lot of extra going on, like oh, yeah. different conversations. Yeah. You really kind of eliminate that in Zoom. Yeah. But as soon as I say that, the other part of that is if you're really wanting engagement 
and people thinking outside of the box and really, you yeah. know, kind of searching for ideas and things like that, I still feel you get that synergy. I agree. And you get that energy yeah. uh, when you're in person. I totally agree. Yeah. But I, so I think it's a tool that we can, anything that has happened to us in, in 2020, you really want to tap into what have I learned from that mm -hmm. and how am I going to get to the other side better than when I started. How, how am I going to be better in January of 2021 than I was in January of 2020? That whole adverse situation of 2020, I'm, I'm going to use that to become better. That's such a right? healthy mindset. No, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely true. Yeah, right? I mean, I know, and that's that's one thing that I got I to gotta admit that I've been guilty of, is there's been so many times where I feel sorry for myself. Oh, the Indy 500, I can't go. Oh, poor me, and you know, just... We got to get out of that and we need to learn how, what we can take away and how we can improve from this rather than just keeping our head down and feeling sorry for ourselves. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from the MyBoard updates. Hello, everyone. I am Jamie Barb and welcome to the MyBoard update. Start the new year off right. Learn everything you need to effectively use your MyBoard Market Insights and Realist tools to positively impact your business. Please join us Tuesday, January 12th from 1 to 2 p.m. for your MyBoard Market Insights tools, ways to effectively use them and clients and prospects. Join us Tuesday, January 26th from 10.30 to 12 p.m. for Understanding Realists, how to use your tax and public record systems to its fullest. To register for these, as well as our monthly matrix courses, visit mybar.com slash tech trainings. Kickstart 2021 by making a commitment to learning more and dedicating time to be an even better professional realtor. Join the growing list of members who have already completed the MyBoard Master Professional Certification Program. Our next MPro Bootcamp will take place virtually February 22 through 26. Some of the activities you're doing already, like attending MyBoard Division meetings or taking tech trainings, can count towards the certification. If you've completed NAR's C2EX, then you are able to become MPro Plus certified. To learn more, visit MyBoard.com MPro. Don't miss the 2021 Ball on Saturday, January 23rd. Join the event online, bid on silent auction items, donate your meal to a local homeless shelter, enjoy entertainment, and cheer on the industry award nominees all from the comfort of your own home. The event features 2021 MyBoard President Regina Jones, MC Scott Pollard, auctioneers Todd Ferris and Terry Wagner, live entertainment by local band duo Dave and Ray, online, live, and silent auction, MyBoard industry awards, and more. Access to the virtual event will be free, although we do hope you will consider making a fully tax-deductible recommended donation of $125 per attendee. Learn more at www.realtorfoundation.org slash theball. Beginning October 30th through January 19th, the MyBoard office building will temporarily close. All MyBoard employees will work remotely and there will be no disruption to your service. Curbside pickup will be available by appointment Monday and Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. Visit mybar.com slash coronavirus for more information. And that's all today for your MyBar update. And now back to our interview with Regina Jones. So I want to go into you as a professional. I want to talk about Regina Jones, 20 years in the trenches, right? <laughs> okay. 20 years of making it a career, right? Correct. Doing what you need to do to keep a roof over your head and food on the table. That's right. Take me back to 2000. 
I'll take you back. New, so new, new millennium, new Regina. Oh my goodness, two thousand. Okay, so two thousand. I was a, I was a um, cocktail server. Um, I I was um, the lead cocktailer down at Palomino. Oh, right? of course, yeah, bar, of course, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 In the bar yeah. area. And um, we had just bought, um, you know, had just bought our, our new first house or whatever, maybe a couple years before that. And um, I had thought about real estate just a little bit, right? Not a lot. And um, I was a pace mate. Mm -hmm. So I, I danced for the pacers. Mm -hmm. um, and I made a couple of phone calls and, and talked to a few people, some people that are in the industry. And um, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give this a whirl. And so while I was a pace mate, um, during the NBA finals and all of that, um, literally, we were in the finals, right? The Pacers. We were in the finals wow. with the Lakers. Of course, Larry right? Bird was our coach, right? Yeah, oh, we were man. on fire. That was such a yeah. special time. No, it was so awesome. Yeah. Oh, and you were a pacemate yes. during that. It was so amazing. Wow. Right? And you were you were working at Palomino pacemate. You were in That's it. Right. You were right in, in the middle of it. I was loving it. Cool. It was good. Life was good. Yeah. Right? Cool. My, my husband's a fireman, uh -huh. and so that that's the walk I was walking at that time. And we had our two kids, and life was good. So, I decided, you know, I, I've got a uh, the restaurant industry was um, a little fatiguing for me, sure. and I felt like there was something I needed to do. And so, um, after a little bit of thought, that was my thought. I'm I'm going to be a realtor. I had no idea. Never had even crossed my mind before that. And so. Um, it was interesting because when I was trying to pass the state test and I was um, taking my real estate class, my pre-licensing class, Sue Applega uh, Applegate was my instructor. The legendary right? Sue Applegate. The legendary Sue yep. Applegate was my instructor. Yep. And um, I, it, it's funny because I literally had my real estate book um, with me at a at Pacer Games. Not every Pacer game, you know, uh, you know, wasn't all the time. But at the new facility, my last couple of games, my, my first games, but the last ones in Market Square Arena, that was the year I, I came on as a pacemate, was the last few games at MSA as we switched over to, at then, Conseco Fieldhouse. Conseco, House, sure, right? of course, yeah. So um, we were making that move from one house to a new house. You were in such a moment right? of transition personally and for, transition for the city of Indianapolis. That's what I'm saying. That right? is wild. It is crazy. And we were talking before the podcast about how uh, you had that, that moment in life where an opportunity was right in front of you and yes. you got to keep your eyes open. You have to keep your eyes And it was open. right in front of you it for that. Right I mean, me. quite literally. No, literally. Wow. So, I mean, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, literally. So, at MSA, all the pacemates could sit under the basket. Like if anybody looks at old photos or old video, you'll see the pacemates nicely, neatly in a row underneath the basket, like cheering on the pacers, right? Before you did your little dances or, you know, sure. whatever. And so um, when we moved to Conseco, they didn't have that room. It was a little bit different. So only half of us could be out at a time, and the other half, we were in the tunnel, right? We stood back. So towards um, my taking my state licensing test, I took my book with me. I mean, I had all this real estate information in my head. I didn't want to lose it. I'm trying to study. I want to pass the state test. I did the accelerated course. Like, you know, when I decided I want to be a realtor, I'm like, I want to be a realtor. Well, it takes like nine weeks. No, 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 I don't have nine weeks. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need two weeks, right? Yeah. So I took the accelerated course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you, there was a couple of games, like two or three games, where literally I had my real estate manual, my, my class manual, in the tunnel. And I'm sitting down, like 
studying. Wow. In your pacemate outfit, in my pace all outfit. done up. And yeah. then as soon as the music played, oh. you shut the book, <laughs> you run out, you do your little yeah. ditty, and then I was back to the book. And while and you're dancing, you're thinking of like tax laws. No, no, I wasn't. I, I, was, I was totally into my profession as you being. You pivoted. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I was in my lane. I, I knew I was rooting on the pacers, mm. right? Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson, the oh. whole team, right? Oh, absolutely. And so... Um, but yeah, so uh, that that was the beginning of it for me was uh, when I transitioned uh, out of the restaurant industry and, and into real estate. And I mean, I do, I, it's, it's amazing, you know, because the restaurant industry, we're all about service, right? You come in and Palomino was such, you know, a great restaurant when it came to service. That was our big thing. That was one of our things was service, right? Yeah. Guest first. Yeah. That was one of our... Mars, we call them Mars or whatever, major areas of responsibility or what I think that's what it was called. But um, guests first, that was always it. So if I had a guest at Palomino and the guest said, um, do you guys have fries? And we don't have, you know, if, if we didn't, I would say, no, um, we don't have fries on the menu, but I will get you fries. And then maybe like I would send my, my essay, my server assistant over Steak and Shake across the street, go get them fries. Dang, okay. Right? Yeah. Or if you have a table that said, hey, I need, I really love St. Elmo's Shrimp Cocktail. We couldn't get in, but we love Palomino too, right? I would send my essay, go get them shrimp cocktail mm -hmm. at Elmo's, bring mm -hmm. it back to go. And it was all about that no. service. No was, wasn't in your was vocabulary. Not, no. no, absolutely not. Yeah. And that's what Palomino the, the company, Restaurants Unlimited, that's what they brought. So when I say I got fatigued from the restaurants industry, it, it really wasn't about the service part of it because that is, is what, I, what I love. I love to serve people, right, and be of service. So I always tell people in the restaurant industry, hey, you want to get a career in real estate? Talk to me because what you're doing, it's, it's the same, but it's different. But it's still a being of service. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to oversimplify our industry, but isn't that yeah. really what it what it's all about? Yes, and just like Mark Nottingham had said mm -hmm. in your, one of your podcasts sure. uh, in uh, November or November December, I guess yeah. December. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a, we're not here to sell you. We're here for to ser for service. Yeah. Right. Do you guys have French fries? You gotta you gotta do what you can. Or I'm trying to think of the the equivalent in the home. Do we have a third bedroom? Or yeah. I kind of wish we had a bigger closet space here. Absolutely. Okay, well, what I can do is I can reach out to a, a carpenter and then we can make that happen right here. We or have whatever. space, we can do, you know what I mean? Just not coming from that place of no. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah, it's just understanding your client, mm -hmm. their needs, what they're looking for, and, and a way to, to make that happen for them. And maybe uh, pre existing, I mean, we're in a housing shortage, right? Right. So maybe pre existing, I'm not able to find that for you, but hey, I know some great builders. And baggy, I have great relationships with builders, and so let's let's look at that, right? Yeah. It's keeping all the options open, right? And maybe sometimes we have to say no, or we have to, you know, do something a little bit different. But my job is to be the expert uh, in in my field and in in what I'm doing, and to really provide my clients the information that they can make the best decision mm -hmm. that's going to work for them. Yeah. Right. And I so, want to I want to make point something out that's. It's got to be acknowledged is, you know, you talked about relationships and it, it service and relationships. I mean, the, those are the pillars of our industry and you've been in it for, for 19 going on 20. And so far, even before we started recording, most of the names that you've dropped are still in the industry. Absolutely. Sue Applegate, Gianna Culp, Kelly Stanley, Boston, 
That's and so you've done a good job of making relationships with the right people. Absolutely. So what what do you think that means? Why do you think that you had that ability? Did you have that inherent ability to kind of see that in somebody to know I should listen to this person? This person knows what they're talking about. I'm going to just create a relationship with you and absorb everything I can. You know, because our industry, 8,500 plus, people are coming and going. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough industry and, and some people aren't cut out for it. So how did you know that? How did you know that, you know, in the past 19 years that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make this last. Right. I, I think it really comes to the interactions and the relationships that I found within my company. Absolutely but also within my bore. Mm -hmm. So when you when you come and you come to next gen or you come to a feed the fight or any of those types of things or any kind of foundation event and when you're doing a transaction and you meet the agent on the other side of the table and if it's been a great transaction and the professionalism, right? Mm -hmm. All of those things I I I think you know it's just being open up. I've always been open up to to meeting people. Um, meeting people where they're at, and really listening and kind of seeing, because I think all great leaders lead by example. Sure. Right? Yeah. So it's not about what you say. It's not about the car you drive, the clothes you wear. What are you showing me? Yeah. And, you know, you get that synergy from people, and a Sue Applegate, a Roger Lundy, a Robbie Williams. I mean, I can go on and on, right? Um, it just... You, you feel that and you see that, right? Some of these names you're saying are on, on the Mount Rushmore no, of, of, right? our, of our and industry. Just, just Absolutely. Just wonderful people. Yep. Right? Not even just great leaders, but great people. And so um, for me, I'm very much, um, I kind of, um, I see, I am an extrovert, introvert. Sure. Kind of. Yes. So I can be an extrovert when I'm supposed to be, mm -hmm. right, and, and beyond when I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But really, I'm, I'm more introverted and a more analytical kind of person. So I really try to listen, right? And I think that when you, um, who said it? Um, Jason O'Neill said at Hamco meeting uh, that I was the moderator for, the recent Hamco meeting that I was a moderator, first time being a moderator. I know. And um, he said that it's not about being interesting. It's about being interested, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you want to be interested, not interesting. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. I think when you take a moment that it's not about you, absolutely not. And that when you're in the room with a lot of, of great leaders, and, and you know because they're in leadership positions, so that's when you take a moment to stand there and not ruffle your feathers, be a peacock, yeah. show what you got, yeah. but really to listen and to observe. Yeah. And especially you see people and you see the uh, kindness that they give you. Um, a great leader is always willing to not only just lead you, but kind of point the way. Right. Right? Yeah. They lead by example, they point the way, and, and they're inclusive with that. And you're more inclined to listen to them because you, they've proven themselves. It's not all talk. They've exactly. done it. And so you know that person's been... This isn't their first rodeo. Exactly. They've earned the right to, to say what they're saying right now. That is exactly it. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely it. And, you know, when I go to a, a next-gen um, event or when I see the next-gen, you know, how to feed the fight and things like that, and you're talking about newer agents. Again, it's, 
it's not about me and hey I've been in you know I've been in real estate you know 19 years or whatever it's really about you and yeah. I, I think when you when you talk to people and you engage people and, and get interested in what they have to say yeah then you're like wow she is new or he is new but they have a lot of great information and and I, I see the leadership quality within them yeah and hey have you ever thought about real Academy mm-hmm you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, so definitely. I just think that I'm the I I, I just think I, I try to really engage with with all types of people and people will show you who they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so once you show me who you are, I, I tend to gravitate towards um, towards those that really are um, inclusive and 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 I, I feel that good synergy with. Show me who you walk with and I'll show me I'll show you who you are. Thank you. And I think that's right? exactly what you're saying is, right? is, yeah. The books you read, the people you hang out yeah. with, the, I mean, yeah, if you're trying to analyze yourself, yeah. step step out of your box yeah. and, and look at who all those people that are around you, who are those people, you know, building you up. And, you know, when you're talking about the real estate industry, you know, you can have somebody that sells, you know, 100 houses a year and you can have somebody that sells, you know, 12 houses a year or five houses a year. We are all in a different spot, yep. and we all do real estate for different reasons. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so it's it's not even about oh I just want to know the top producers. No, you know you you want to embrace everybody yeah. because everybody has something to bring, and and you don't even know why. Why is you know Mary selling twelve houses a year? Well, maybe that's in Mary's business plan. Yep. Because Mary does X Y Z, or Mary has children and. Mm you know, five kids and her kids come first or she has one kid or whatever. Yeah. She has no kids. That's she Mary's, loves to travel. That's Mary's definition of success. That, that's exactly it. Yeah. That is exactly it. Yeah. The secret of having it all is knowing that you already do. Ooh, right? there it is. So it, it's yeah. not about volume. I love right? it. Yes. So that's why, you know, you, you just, you, you, you know, it, it's starting with uh, taking your ego out, taking mm. judgment out and just being receptive to, to the people that you meet. Definitely. So let's roll up our sleeves. We're going back. We're going back to, to 2000-ish. Um, how I remember 2000s was boy bands were still really popular. Cell phones were starting to get a little more popular. Tell me about one of those early deals you had. Tell me about uh, you know your, your first experience of success slash failure. You know, you've read the books. You've surrounded yourself with good people. Go. Okay. You know, what's your, what's your experience of, uh, your first real experience as a realtor? My first real experience, I, I had two, and I'll try to make them brief. The first one, and I, and I um, told the board of directors about this um, at my installation, but the first one was when I first got my license, my husband was like, are you, are you sure you want to do this? Like, it's commission, right? That's, that's tough. That's a tough thing. And, and I had the first conversations I had when I was thinking about getting into real estate I had the conversation with Keith Turnbill, and he was That's our, another one. Another name, commercial Man. realtor. Absolutely. Excellent realtor, yeah. right? Does residential as well, mm-hmm. but commercial. So, um, I, I, and he really had uh, a belief in me that, um, yeah, you can do this, absolutely. You would be great at it. Like, go for it, right? And so, um, he gave me my first opportunity to show homes. He had a, a really high-end client, um, high-profile client, and he said, hey, I, I've got to be out of town with my family. Can you show them houses? I was so scared. I was sweating. My palms were sweating. It's a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. It was a huge price point. It was huge everything. And I didn't want to mess it up. And I wanted to make him proud. And I, you know, and he's like, just, you know, show them the homes. 
And, and I said, but I've never written an offer, right? Like, help me, right? And of course, my company, excellent training. My manager at the time, Art Galback, may he rest in peace, excellent manager, right? Right. But I still was a, kind of a bundle of nerves. And Keith said, you know what? If you just show them, I've got you. And, and that was back in faxing days. Mm -hmm. No smartphones, right? No email contracts, no DigiSign, right. DocuSign, whatever. Yeah. And so I said, okay. So I showed homes. So that really was my first experience being able to show homes, high-end homes, crazy, felt out of my element. But, you know, I always tell realtors whether it's a, you know, it's the same process, right? We treat people the same, whether it's a $50,000 house or a million-dollar house, right? So that was my first experience. And let me, let me just, and I'm, I, I know you know this now, now that, you know, the dust is cleared, but yes. you did something, and I'm not speaking on behalf of Keith Turnbill, but you had to have done something that convinced Keith that this this woman can do this, right? You know what I mean. Right? There was something about your confidence or your knowledge I don't or know your what presence. It was, but that, I'm just grateful, and, and, and that's he what knew I'm what he was talking about. You know, we both know that. So yeah. whether you like to admit that or not, there was there was something about you that he said she can do this. I yeah. He when I say right, I'm not saying right that there was something fabulous. <laughs> no, I'm I, saying, I agree. Andrew, I'm, I'm saying, awesome. Yeah. I'm saying right that he gave me an opportunity. Like who gives somebody like two weeks out of like getting out of their class or passing right. the state exam. Sure. A high profile person. And he had that belief in me. And so for that, I'm forever grateful for sure. Uh, my next big experience. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Regina. So how'd it go? So I, I, I feel like I was so obsessed with the key seeing that and you, I wasn't listening to the details. How'd it oh, go? Oh no, it, it went great. And okay. he, you know, I showed and it gave me that experience. And so that kind of got my feet wet. Mm -hmm. Right. So no, it, you, you're fine. It absolutely went great. He took it over. Um, we really, he, he didn't because, you know, he was, he, it was a referral, right? He was with another company. So he sent me my referral check and it was fabulous, yep. right? My first check. You right? got a taste of it. You got a taste yeah. of it. Yep. So, so I felt, it gave me a little bit of empowerment. And then I really got an opportunity um, to list a high profile client myself. And that was through the Pacers. And so um, I, I was given that opportunity to, to list a house that, had been on the market for a minute. They weren't getting any traction. And I got to the property and, you know, they gave me that um, just, you know, yeah, do what you need to do. I was like, well, I know a lot needs to be done to this property. Um, can, I, can I do that? Can, can we do this? This is what I need. And I felt confident that I could say that. Like, you know, we need the, the bushes trimmed. We need, because it was already, they, the, the person had already moved on to the next home. Right. Yeah. And so they gave me that opportunity. And again, they knew I was newer. Um, and but it was the fact that you were taking control like that. That's right. And, and, and establishing your value. You hired me to do this, so I'm going to do my job. First things first, we need to clean this place up a little bit. Ex that was exactly yeah. it. And I said, can I do that? And they're like, oh, absolutely. You can, you can do whatever. And that whole connection came from, my, from the Pacers. You know, it was a Pacer connection high profile, whatever, whatever. And it was my first like really big opportunity for a listing. And I, and I really was in it and I felt empowered. My client made me feel empowered mm -hmm. that I could do it. And he trusted me to do it. And I think um, maybe three months and within three months, and you're talking about a, a higher listing. Yeah. I got it sold mm -hmm. and it was, it was awesome. And so those were my first real big experiences that, that jump out in my mind. Isn't it wild to, I mean, if you really think about it, you're becoming a realtor your entire life, you just don't know it yet. 
you know, you're, you're, you're forming these positive relationships that's going to pay off when you become yes. a real, like you said, you got that from Correct. the Pacers, and maybe bef when you formed that positive relationship with that person, I was not thinking about you real didn't know, That's I hope someday you want me to list your house no, for you, you exactly. know, and, and it's almost no. like you're, you're practicing to become a realtor your entire yes. life, you just don't know it, Correct. until hopefully it pays off, until right? Hopefully. Yeah, my, yeah, my friends that are not in the real estate industry, they kind of tease me a little bit because, and my husband, he teases me too, but I, I am very much a relationship person, so I try to stay connected. I am still best friends with my one of my very first best friends from like eighth grade, right? Mm -hmm. She's my ride or die, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Still, I'm still very best friends. Can we with, give her a shout out? What's her name? Uh, Marizel Justice, Keith Turnbill's sister-in-law. No way! I swear, I can't even make that stuff How up. How about right? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, she's still my ride or die. Mm -hmm. My other is is from my college, one of my college friends. Like I keep those special people along the way. They, they they still stay with me always. Yeah. So when we when we went to Colorado on a girls trip um, back in 2019, I, I saw a friend of mine that from my restaurant days, right? He's in Colorado, and so they kind of tease me like everywhere we go, if we go somewhere, Regina knows somebody. That's what I'm saying. Regina's so gonna bump into somebody. Regina's she knows. gonna know somebody, yep. and and it's because I value those relationships, and just because you know. Um, you know, I haven't worked with a gentleman in Colorado since, you know, um, 1997 or whatever. I still consider him a, a, a friend and I know he lives there and I would, you know, we will pick right up where we left off mm -hmm. the last time I saw you, and which was probably 1999 or something like that. And, and I went on a mission trip to Jamaica with my church. And uh, one of my high school friends, Jennifer, lives in Jamaica. Now you're just bragging. Jennifer Reed. I like, get, I get, I, I get Colorado. I get Colorado, oh, yeah, but no, Jamaica, Jamaica. That's yeah, mission trip. Crazy. I was like, yeah. And so, the, and, you know, <laughs> and so social media kind of helps with that. But yeah. that was always. Um, that's kind of who I am anyway. Yeah. I, I keep those relationships because I value them. So I want to go back to um, when you listed that home, and you know, any person who didn't think they deserved to be there or was uh, afraid that their true colors of being a rookie would show might not have said you need to you need to tidy this place up a little bit you need to you need to get the bushes you need to clean this you need to move that somebody might have been a little more humble and wouldn't have taken the chance with that but that it paid off for you has there ever been an experience where you you did kind of rattle the client a little much that you did have that confidence and you had to argue or or the client said what are you talking about the couch looks great there that, that, you know, the couch makes that, you know, that they, you kind of had a, a, a budding of heads. Have you had that experience? Yeah, you know, I, I did, and it wasn't really a budding of heads. It wasn't a negative vibe, but I did have a client, and um, because I am a, a believer of assessing the situation and really looking at it, not just saying, oh, you have a blue wall, I need that wall to be white. Yeah. Because if it's, if it's tastefully decorated, that blue wall may be the accent, and it, and it looks great. Yeah. So I'm not one to walk in and go, okay, the whole house needs to be neutralized. It all needs to be painted white. Sure. I really don't do that. But I think that my approach to my clients is very much, you know, hey, let's do this. This is what I need you to do. And, and my, a specific client that I'm thinking about, she did have a blue wall. She had a purple kitchen. She neutralized the purple kitchen for me. Sure. She looked at that blue wall. She's like, I love that blue wall. 
And if I neutralize that blue wall and my house doesn't sell, I'm going to be heartbroken. Oh, yeah, sure. And sure. I looked at the room. That's a risk. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I looked at the room and she did everything else. I gave her every single checklist item. I need this done and that done. I mean, she organized her. If you open her kitchen cabinet, all her labels face front. I mean, she was just meticulous in the homework that I gave her. I didn't give her that homework, but she took it that far. She did a really good job. Um, but I said, you know what? I get it. No, you love the wall. The wall will stay blue. Yeah. House sold within a couple of weeks. There it you go. sold very quickly. Yeah. And um and so I I really try to to work with them. Um, if I do have a client that um, you know they they really want to overprice, or they they really don't feel that they need to have a clean home or whatever yeah. the issue is. Yeah. I really have to make that decision and, and I may let my clients know that, you know, not only are you hiring me, but in a sense I'm hiring you, right? We have to collaborate. Yeah. This is a collaboration. This is a relationship. And you're hiring me to get your home sold. Yeah. And I'm the professional, right? Yeah. And so when if somebody's like, you know, they really wanna and I you know, kind of ridiculously overpriced, maybe I won't take that listing. Sure. And it's just true because yeah. I, I need to um, do my job and do my job effectively. Yeah. And has that happened in 20 years? I can probably count on my one hand how many times that has happened. Not very many. Just talking as I'm representing John Q. Public here. If Regina walks from wanting to sell my house, I'm going to think, all right, Regina, come back, come back, come back. We'll lower it a little bit. You know, I would, I would think, all right, I'm... I'm yeah. I'm out of, I'm wrong. You yeah, know, because I was just, if, if I, if I overprice it, yeah. then it's just going to sit. Exactly. And then you're going to be mad at me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's not, we're going to have an issue here. And yeah. so all I can be is honest and show you the information that I have, my professional opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is their home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, um, so maybe I'm not the right fit and it's okay. Right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm not, the, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Sure. Right? Yeah. So. Well, because you got to look out for yourself. You got to look out for your own reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we're talking about the the blue wall, and I'm and I'm my surrogate is the the client in this in this equation, and I I'm very my deck my decor taste is very tacky. <laughs> you know, I'll admit, like I like loud bright things. Like if you see my office, it looks like a college dorm room. That's oh, just me. Okay. And I, I I'll admit it. I'm not ashamed okay. of it. But I just feel like the conversation you need to have with that client is, that's Andrew's blue wall. We want to sell it for everybody for outside everybody. of Andrew. This that's blue exactly wall, it. it doesn't really belong to you anymore. No, that's exactly you know, it. Like, that's exactly it. My, my husband, when we sold our first home, um, I, took, I had photos of the kids in their bathroom, my, our kids' bathroom, their photos in the pool, like underwater photos, yeah. swimming and stuff like that. Yeah. And I took them all down, and I put, like, I don't know what they were, like, maybe ocean pictures or something, something aquatic, but, you know, na nature, yeah. right, starfish yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, Regina, this is our house. Like, why are you taking our kids' photos down? And in our hallway, we had our, our family photos in the hallway. Took them all down. Yeah. I, I, you know, put up, you know, neutral photos or whatever. And I said, you know what? Here's the deal. You're a firefighter. You put out the fires, I'll sell the home. Boom. Yeah, okay? you're right. That's, that's where we're at yeah. here. And so, um, you know, well, it, it was it, just funny. You think so. about when you show that house, and I'm walking in, and I see somebody else's kids. I'm not picturing anymore that this is potentially my home. Mm -hmm. I am very aware that I'm in somebody else's house. 
And so I guess you just need to communicate that to your clients. Yeah, like, and you know, we probably had a couple of family photos. You know, I, I don't get a really militant with that either, but I just felt that it was just too personal, too mm -hmm. personalized. Yeah. I wanted to neutralize it a little bit. I wanted anybody that walked in my home to say, I am home. This is my home. I can see my couch there, you know, and, and things like that. And I said, you know, you just, you just have to roll with me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You just have to trust. I'm your wife. I'm yeah. a realtor. You trust me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's like, okay, okay. He right. knows. He knows. And in our house, my husband knows everything. <laughs> sure. But I'm always right. Okay. <laughs> so that's how that's how we function. Yeah, I can he see knows that. The, he knows the best way to get, you know, from A to B when he's driving. Mm -hmm. Right? He, he knows everything. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm always right. Absolutely. So, so the the keys to a happy marriage. That's right. Absolutely. Happy wife, happy life. That's it. <laughs> well, and I was just thinking that you, you say... Um, you knew this guy back in 1996, and you know that if you were in Colorado, or I, I know I'm leaving out the details, but what I really think is important on your success is that you might have a 15-year or 15-minute relationship with somebody, but what it really boils down to is in that last minute, if you leave a positive, lasting impression that they'll remember Regina as a positive connection to them. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why... When you're in Colorado, they think of that last feeling, that last moment that they had you in their, their psyche, and it's a positive one. And so that's why you guys are able to hit the ground running. Do you try to do that? Do you try to, I we might have had an argument with, with a client, mm -hmm. but I'm going to try to end this on a high note. Oh, absolutely. Like, I never want a situation, because I, I think that boils down to professionalism. When you're talking about clients, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, I, I think it, you always want to, it's all about being professional, right? Yeah. It's not a personal, you have to leave your ego at home. Yeah, and I think, and I think it comes right. into coming from a place from no. Like we talked about earlier in your, right. early in your career, 20 years ago, you, you knew you had that skill. And if we, we were talking about the blue wall, and you say, you need to neutralize this. And I say, well, I like the blue wall. And you go, because it's ugly and you have bad taste. I would Ooh, never say You know that. what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> yes, that's I that place from that. no of you yes. need to, like, kind of pivot and kind of, you know, yeah, no. kind of guide me in a better place rather than just being confrontational. Like, no, no it's not good. Correct. And you need to repaint this wall. Wait, we, we don't know what that blue wall means to somebody. Right. And, we, and so when she said that to me, like, I love that blue wall. Sure. And I was like, absolutely. You love that wall. That wall will stay. Yeah. It'll stay blue. Right. We, I got you. I yeah. got you, and you've done everything else, and I greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, it's really, it's it's not about being right. It's about doing what's right, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we, we don't have to be right all the time. I don't have to have, even though in my house, <laughs> I'm always right. But in life, we don't have to be right all the time. It's yeah. At some point, you have to, again, leave your ego outside, yeah. right, outside of the door. Yeah. Leave it out there. And, um, and, and remember that you have to meet your client where they are. Yeah. And everybody, when they're selling their home, is in a different place, right? Yeah. Am I going to assisted living? And I love my home, and, and I'm leaving my home, right? Am I, am I getting married, and this is our first home, and we've never owned a home? Am I getting divorced, right? So, I mean, oh, there's yeah. so many emotions that it's, it's, not a, it's not black and white. Yeah. It's not a right or wrong, black and white. It's really trying to understand your client, meet them where they are, and, and always end on a high note, even when things get a little dicey in a transaction, which, which it totally can. Sure. My, my job is to buffer that, Yeah. is to understand what my clients, uh, what they need to bear, what they need to understand, and, and what do I need to have ownership of, and, and get the transaction closed for them and in a positive way, as, as positive as I can make it, for sure. 
Right. So, Regina, I'm just going to be uh, blunt with you. Please. What are the secrets to your swagger? How do you come into Keith Turnbill saying, hey, new person, I want you to do this. You're driving home and it's just you versus you. What? How do you convince yourself that you can do this? Is there... Uh, something you learned long ago? Is there? Is it just that's who I am? Is there a, a, a book that you read? Is there a song that you listen to? How do you have this confidence that you that you're going to be successful? Um, you know, I don't think um, I, I don't know that I'm a confident person. I mean, I think we all have insecurities for sure, right? We can all have insecurities, but for me. Um, Knowledge is power, mm -hmm. right? I know execution is ultimately, you know, you have the knowledge first and you have to execute. But if I feel confident in, in the knowing, if I know what, what I'm doing, if, if I feel that I, I have a good grasp on that, then even when there is a few things that I'm still trying to figure out, um, I can still really kind of run with it, mm -hmm. right? And I can, I can pick up, you know, that baton and I can run with it. So... For example, if um, I'll use the foundation, the Realtor Foundation as an example. When I came in as a board member, right, after Pat Williams enlightened me to the foundation and, and introduced me, when I came in um, the foundation, um, a couple of years into it, um, into being a board member, Robbie Williams had approached me and she said, you know, you should run for president. And I said, yeah, you know what, no, it's not the, it's not the right time for me yet. Like, I am still processing. Um, so generally when I step out on something to do something, there's a little bit of, I feel grounded. I yeah. feel like I have the knowledge there. Yeah. And, and when it came to real estate and even Keith giving me the opportunity, I think he understood that, that I am a guest first kind of person, right? From the restaurant industry. That guest first. Guest yeah, first, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I think that he felt that his client, I, and I appreciate that. I'm humbled by that, that he felt that. I could uh, represent him, uh, represent him, me standing in for him, yeah. and take his clients to see homes. And so, and he took a little bit of that weight off of me because he was doing the contractional part, uh, right. transaction part of it, the contract part of yeah. it. So he took that weight off of me because that was an insecurity for me. Sure. And I was sweating going, oh my gosh, I've never written a purchase agreement. Right. And that, and if, and if he wouldn't have done that, that insecurity could have wandered into other ways that you've been comfortable and might've compromised the whole thing. That, that's exactly right. And I think if, if he expected me to do that, then, but, but the other thing too is I was honest with him. So I didn't say, Oh, I got this. You know, I got it. I wasn't yeah. faking it. So I made it. Right. I wasn't doing that. I yeah. said, you know, I have not done that and I'm not comfortable or maybe I've practiced it, but I've never done it. And he was, and I was honest. Yeah. I can show your client houses, but really that's, yeah, I don't think I'm very strong in that aspect. So, so we compromised, we worked that out. But I think even if he was like, you know what, I'm not going to be near a fax machine. I'm going to Zimbabwe. I won't have any connection. Right. You're going to have to, it's going to be you. Yeah. Then what I would have done is went to my, my manager, went to a person because I understand my limits, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and what's important. And so I think for me, um, that's kind of, you know, where I kind of always reside is I feel that anytime you're given an opportunity and you feel that drawing to that, um, 
and, and you do your research and you kind of investigate it and all that kind of stuff, I say go for it, right? I'm 52 years old. Yeah. My life is halfway over. I plan to be here till like 105. Sure. Just for the record, for yeah. the universe. But I'm halfway done. So, for example, I just started taking guitar lessons, right? I awesome. Just, I just started taking guitar. We will and so one day I was just that. like, you know what? What, what do I want to do? Am cool. I going to be a John Mayer? Probably not, but that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's it's really about taking that step out, taking a step out on faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bringing all the things that you're good at to the table, understanding you're not good at everything, so you need to listen up and you, and you have to learn from the people that are good, yeah. right? And that you aspire to be a good realtor, whatever, a good yeah. manager when I took on management with my company. Yeah. Right? You, you, there's always learning. So I understand that I do not know everything. Yeah. Um, and that I have a lot to learn, and I'm open to that. And I think that is what has been helpful to me. Well, and so I'm, I'm picturing myself as Regina Jones going to this uh, listing appointment. You know, it's the first one. And if we all have that voice in your head that's always challenging you, that, that uh, anxiety, that doubt. But I feel like Regina comes back with an army saying, I've put in the hours, I've memorized things, I've done this, I've done this, I deserve to be here, and I'm going to kill it. Correct. So I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Yeah. Like, I've earned my spot to be here. Yeah. I've earned to be here. That's right. I deserve to be here. And it's not confidence or cockiness, it's just that knowing that I've earned yeah, my that, place that's, here. Yeah, that's where I feel good, is whenever I have knowledge. Like, yeah. like my company has great training. And mm-hmm. so I felt that they equipped me so that I had the tools that I needed so that when I go in on a listing appointment, you know, may, again, I might not be your cup of tea. Maybe we won't jive or whatever, and that's okay. Yeah. Right? And so that's the other thing. So if I don't get it, I don't go home. I'm not mad. I'm not bitter because I feel that if I do my very best at something, no matter what it is, and I don't get that opportunity, then to me that wasn't meant for me. I'm meant for something else. Yeah. Right? And I, and I was so. also thinking when you, you said that you were honest with Keith about – the, the, the paperwork and all that, you, you might have been honest about that, but I bet you were also honest about the things you could do. And you looked him right in the eye without flinching and said, yeah. oh yeah, I can do that. I can do yeah, that. I got I that. Got you. Yeah. No, that's exactly You know what I mean? You were honest yeah. both ways. <laughs> and it's just that, that transparency. No, that's, ex- that's yeah. exactly it. And, yeah. and, you know, and it's just, yeah, that, you just hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. So, 2021, 20 years in, my board president. Yes. Awesome stuff. Tons of momentum behind you. And we talked about this earlier. How does Regina Jones define success? When will... And, and I know that as a true realtor, as a true, true small business owner, that's an impossible thing to define, you know? And I'm yes. sure uh, you're, you'll never be quite, you know, satisfied. I think that's not what you want is to retire, you know, your, your, yes. your, your drive. But how do you find, define success? What is, what is it that you're chasing? I don't, you know what, I'm really not, I, I'm not chasing anything, to be quite honest. Um, I, I, it's really, for me, success, again, just like when we're talking about why people, whether you're a top producer or, a, right. you know, doing it part-time or whatever, that um, success is making your goals and really achieving those goals, right? Set, setting a goal, and not just setting a goal when you're doing, and now's a good time, we're talking about January, right? So all realtors out there... Should have been goal setting, business planning. You're a business, right? I'm right. an independent contractor. I'm yep. a business. I'm yep. Regina Jones, right? It's me. And um, so I think anytime you're d- defining success, 
you're really looking at, okay, what's the goal? What steps am I going to take to get there, right? And, and sometimes it can mean the, the smallest thing, and sometimes it can be a large goal, whether it's reading a book, you know, I want to read one book a month or whatever. Or and, play guitar. Or play guitar, right? Like, I'm, I, my goal is to play guitar. Is it, maybe it's to play Crash, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that's my goal. It's a tough song to play. <laughs> that's a tough Dave song is to a play, tough right? guitarist, yeah. So, um, I, I just think success is, is um, it really cannot be defined. Yeah. Because for me, it's really felt. Like, I don't think that I'm really chasing anything. And I'm sure so. when you're in Palomino thinking about being a realtor, your definition of success has evolved and gone through so many definitions and, and stages. That's right. Oh, you, absolutely. You, like I, yeah, I think when I was... Whatever you say right here, right now might be different tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it changes all the time. Like for me, being successful right now is, you know, is, is being healthy. It's giving, you know, my clients great service. It's being there for my friends and family. It's being there for my my children and my grandchildren, yeah. right? Yeah. It's being able to explore new things as I'm in the second half of my life, yeah. right? Um, playing the guitar, traveling. You know, so it's it, it's not a, for me personally, it is not a monetary thing. Sure. And it is not even a, how many homes have I sold this year? What my bank account looks like, yeah, right. Those things are those things important, absolutely. Yeah, right, you have totally. to you have to make money, you have to pay your bills, you have to do that. But that's not what drives me. Yeah, that is you know chasing a dollar does not drive me because I I learned early when I um, when I was in the restaurant industry before I married my husband I was a single mom and those tips mattered to me. Mm -hmm. Right, every every tip that I made mattered how to pay daycare, how to pay gas, all that stuff, car payment, whatever. So I found that when I when I let that go, I was it was still important. Yeah. It was still in my budget plan. But but when I let it go and I just really because if I waited on you and and um my bill was or your bill, sorry, was $50 and you left me a $1 tip on 50. I am defeated. Yeah. That moment <laughs> Womp, womp, womp. Oh, totally. That yeah. moment has just defeated me, right? Yeah. And I've got to pay my babysitter, and I've yeah. got to pay, you know, I got to buy formula, and my mm -hmm. my son needs food and clothes. And, and you invested all that time and energy to and, that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm song and dancing yeah. and getting you your extra ranch dressing, and right. It and, hurts. And it hurts. Yeah. It's very painful. And what I found is then I would have like a little bit of a anxiety, mm -hmm. right? And so what I and it was I don't even know what book it was a book I read, and I don't even remember the name of the book. But it really talked about not not chasing the end, but being present sure. and having acceptance over things and what you can control because you can't control everything, mm -hmm. right? But I there are some things that I can control. I can mm -hmm. control what I do, what I say, how I react, right? Yep. What I'm going to do when something happens. What what am I going to do with that? Yep. So what I started doing is in the restaurant industry. What I started doing is when I got a tip, I quit looking at it and I put it in my pocket. And I had, and and then what that helped me do because when you get that dollar on fifty, now I'm aggravated. I have anxiety. I'm not quite as nice to my next table. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, you're resentful. And, and maybe maybe I am. I got a smile, but maybe it's a fake smile. Totally. It's not genuine. Yeah. And then I'm stressing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it all goes, kind of mm -hmm. goes downhill. So it was really tough for me when I first got into real estate, even though I'm analytical. It was tough for me to make a business plan because somebody's like, "How much do you want to make, Regina?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like. I just want to sell a house. I want to do a good job. Totally. You know, I don't, I don't know. And and I and I was afraid that if I set my bar too high, 
then I would be defeated, and you know, it's just so it's a lot of stuff. Well, it's, going it's on how much do you want to make? Enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enough. That's right. I, I don't. I don't know enough. Correct. But, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so I had to learn, and I and I work with my realtors in my office on how to do the business plan, even when you're brand new and you're you're having those questions. Because why? Because I was there, right? I've yeah. been there. So. What I, what I do is, is I do have goals and I do have a business plan and all of that, but I'm very open up to doing my very best. That's successful for me, is doing my very best. Yeah. And, and being genuine, try not to let my ego, and I do, my, you know, everybody, we have egos and they do get in the way a little bit and I try to keep mine in check, right? Yeah. And just doing the very best I can and I feel that if I am serving you and you are my client, my buyer, my seller, and I'm not trying to get to the closing. I'm trying to serve you and your needs. Yep. You're that, that, clo that closing is coming. Yeah. I'm not even worried about it. Mm -hmm. Not that it doesn't mean I don't have bills. And just as a single mom, you know, back in you know 1993 or whatever, yeah. I had bills. I had real bills. Yeah. And it was all on me. Yeah. But I I opened it up to receiving it, giving great service. And that I felt that if I gave great service, that I would be rewarded. I stepped out on faith mm -hmm. because that's what faith is: stepping out when you can't see the floor bit below, you sure. know, the stairway below you, sure. but you still step out on it, yeah. right? Um, and so that's what success is for me: it's just getting up, doing my very best, mm -hmm. accepting when when things go wrong. You know, there's in, in Jamaica when I was on mission trip. There's no problems, man. <laughs> yeah. Only situations, yeah, right? Sure. No problem. Only situations. Yeah. So you know you're gonna have situations. Mm. 2020 was yeah. a huge situation it for was. all of us, right? Yeah. And and we dealt with it, and and it was still successful to a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And maybe financially it wasn't successful to some, but maybe they spent more time with their kids. Right. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. So maybe they had that connection with family. So I'm sorry that was a very long hey, answer. It's to a tough. Success. It's a tough. It's a existential question yeah. you know um but i do want to go back to uh setting goals yes can we set a goal right here right now absolutely that when you're 104 years old and you're yes. on your last year of this planet before That's you right. step into the next chapter yeah. Can you go to your 104th Dave Matthews Band concert? Absolutely. You think that's actually, a goal actually you well, said? wait, wait. That would that would be like by that time. I don't know how many. You know, if, if Dave and if I Dave's are still around, kicking, you're right. right? I didn't, I didn't think about Dave. No, I mean that would probably be my like 2000th show by then, right? <laughs> sure. If I've already done 50 or more. Or go to the Dave hologram uh, hologram show. It's yeah, all Dave Matthews it'll be hologram. All hologram. I'll go see it on Mars or yeah. something. Something crazy. Know, something crazy. Well, cool. So. Well, uh, what a great talk hearing from our, our 2021 president um, truly stepping outside of your ego and looking at the greater picture is what I'm really getting from that's, you that's what I'm trying is if you want to win the war you got to choose your battles absolutely um, so Regina thank you for being on here today thanks for having me oh, I appreciate it and I'm sorry Regina I and well um, the ball if you're listening to this is January January 23rd hear our president Regina Jones address the ball it's going to be virtual. It's free. The ball is free this year. It's virtual, but it's also free. So please make sure you tune in January 23rd. The ball, great. Regina talked all about the Realtor Foundation. The ball is all about the Realtor Foundation, but it's also about Regina Jones. What else is there to sell this event to you January 23rd? Please make sure you check out the ball. Regina Jones, thank you for being on here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.